0: Well, good late evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. Um, I know it's coming a little bit late uh, here on a Saturday night, but I am in the process of moving, and so that's why it's it's late. So pray for me, if you would. Uh, um, I, I, my official move is Monday, and I am ready to get on the road, get moved, and then <coughs> that that's the hard part, and then the settled in part's easy, but... Never fear, I'm still going to be recording podcast episodes, and um, I am going to probably I am going to go ahead and do a midweek madness this week. It may just be a SummerSlam prediction show, state of wrestling show, because um, honestly, I can't think of anything else to do for midweek madness. But that'll be the last midweek madness of the summer. I'm going back to school um, that next week. But again, never fear you will get at least one episode a weekend could be sometimes be on Saturdays could be on Sundays, but I guarantee you, you will get at least one episode a weekend. And, you know, again, I, I said this at, uh, during the midweek madness episode this week, thank you so much for everyone that continues to listen and support this podcast and telling your friends about it and following me on the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter show at the C carp show. Um, our audience has grown quite a bit the last several months, and and like I said, we hit we hit that hundred threshold. We want to continue building the audience, and and just thank you so much for everybody that listens. So, somewhat of a short show this week because really the, the the overarching big story is conference realignment. I've got one little snippet of a story on tech football, um, basketball. Pretty much was quiet. Although they made a hire of a new coach that apparently people are real impressed with. Um, and then baseball, not, there wasn't really any big, big news. Uh, Micah, not uh, not Micah. Uh, Malina, not Micah uh, Mason Molina is going to Arkansas. Shocker, you know. So anyway, uh, let's do the tech football story, and then we'll jump into the whole conference realignment and see if we can kind of dig, dig uh, through what's real and what's not when it comes to conference realignment. So. The big st- the the only really big story of tech football this week is apparently Micah Hudson is at Tech as we speak. Micah Hudson, uh, five star wide receiver, um, UT is one of the other suitors for his services. Um, there is a lot of wind in the wire that seems to be pointing at that Micah Hudson is going to come to Tech. I'm still kind of my attitude about it is I'll believe it when he's actually here. <laughs> Uh, Even if he commits, you know, he's got to sign the letter of intent. I've been through that road before. I mean, I remember back, what was it, 2012, 2013, you know, Isaac Hamilton, five-star basketball player signs with UTEP. It was this huge deal. I mean he actually did it on ESPN and it was like, oh, it's gonna change the fortunes of UTEP basketball. And then, you know, that next summer he backs out and I mean it was a mess. Um but anyway, so I'll believe it when he signs the letter of intent. Um but I I think this just uh, once again goes to show that you know Joey McGuire what he's done Here at with Texas Tech football in the in the short time he's been here is remarkable. He has really um, turned this program into a place where you are battling it out for high level recruits. And you know you, you you I've heard from so many people through the years. Well, you just can't recruit to Tech. You can't recruit to Lubbock. There's this huge disadvantage. Blah 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 blah. Joey McGuire shatters that. Even if you don't get Micah Hudson, you've been in the conversation for him. You were in the conversation for Quinn Ewers last year. Um, you know, Texas Tech is up there with, with the big dogs and, and and can compete with the big dogs. And, uh, you know, I, I've kind of alluded to it a little bit. And other sports pundits have alluded to it all pretty much this entire summer. But... You know, Texas Tech's one of the teams that you could be seeing play for a Big 12 championship this year. This year, let me say it again. Texas Tech is one of the teams that you could see at a very strong chance see playing for a Big 12 championship this year. There's probably four teams. And, you know, I'm not ready to make a prediction and I'm not ready to say that tonight. Oh, Tech's going to the Big 12 championship. But if you look at everything – um, within the big 12 you look at tech schedule you look at who's coming back and who you've brought in you know this is a this is a texas tech football program that i mean the expectations is you're going to finish in the high, uh, upper half of the big 12 and if things trend right for you you could be at uh, jerry world in december very easily now you got things got to trend right for you and we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks whether or not i think they trend right for you but you know, it's very remarkable, you know. We we've we've just kind of emerged from a decade of bad for tech. And I mean it how bad was the decade of bad for tech? You had the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, as your starter for two years, and the best record you could garner with him was a seven and six record, and you lost in a bowl game. I mean, it just insane though. Um but i think we're i think we're going to basically do a 180 in this decade and really see um have some fun again at texas tech with football. So, um yeah, it's it i think it's going to be a great great year this year. Like i said before, i'm not i'm not ready to you know make a make a commitment that oh yeah, they're going to go to the Big 12 championship this year. I think that's we'll talk. We'll talk in a couple of weeks and um yeah, that'll be interesting. So the other big story this week, obviously, and and I talked about it a little bit uh, with the midweek madness this week, conference realignment. Um, That Wednesday when I was recording midweek madness, it had had started to leak out that Colorado was officially going to be coming to the Big 12. Thursday, they made it official, you know, (laughs) Big 12 conference sent out their tweet, you know, we're back, you know, (laughs) or they're back, you know, it was really funny and now you know there's all sorts of is this good for the big 12 why is Colorado doing this things like that so let's talk about let's talk about the Colorado part of this conversation um, first of all I'm glad Colorado's coming back you know the if you look at the teams that the big 12 lost um, in this past year almost what, what was it 2010 was when it all started so we're, we're at 13 years now you had some devastating losses and, and, and i do count colorado as one of those devastating losses um i i hate the fact that nebraska is no longer in the big 12 i'd love for them to come back it won't happen i mean you know you're what you when you're getting paid what you're getting paid in the big 10 yeah, you're not gonna leave the Big Ten to come to the take a pay cut. Um, you know, Missouri. I take them back. I mean, they were fine. You know, Texas A and I'd take them back. You know, that was a fun rivalry, Tech and A and M. I, I I would take Texas A and M back over UT in Oklahoma, honestly. You know, but that's those things aren't gonna happen. But you do you you do, were able to get Colorado back, which I thought was a really good. Um, pick up yes, uh, one of the big conversations is well Colorado they went one and 11 last year they were a horrible team. that is true. Um, Colorado has not been very good for quite a while and you know a lot of people are saying well they're the worst you know power five conference football program. here's the deal Colorado has has been good in the past you know you go back to uh, the 90s and the early 2000s, that you know, first of all, in the nineties they won a national championship. In two thousand one, they end up I mean, they whipped up on Texas, Chris Sims's Texas team to win the Big Twelve. And and really you could make that you could have made the argument that year that Colorado should have played for the national championship. You know, that was the year that Nebraska ends up going to I think it was the Rose Bowl that year. They played Miami and Colorado, I mean, they had I mean they utterly destroyed Nebraska that team. Um, but I think they had a they had had a one loss early in the year that knocked them out. But you know Colorado has the components to be a good program. Their problem there's a couple two things that happened that that has killed Colorado that they're they they have not recovered from. Number one, um, you had the scandal. I think it was a 2005 with Gary Barnett, and you know Colorado players were. I mean, basically, it sounded like it was a sex orgy over in Colorado, and you know there was even allegations of rape. You had the kicker, the female kicker, that um, made some accusations of rape, um, and so was a mess, obviously. And so Gary Barnett had to go. Obviously, you know, in a situation like that, you had, he had to go. That, that doesn't matter how successful he was. You got to go when that sort of thing's happening. The problem that Colorado ran into is they made some bad coaching hires. It started with you know Dan Hawkins from Boise State and I think one of the things that's been proven um, with Boise State coaches is most of them aren't very successful when they leave Boise State. You had, um, you had a dirt cutter. He was at Boise, and then he goes to Arizona State. Doesn't do anything. I think he eventually ends up at Tampa Bay as the head coach, which that was wild and wooly. Um, Dan Hawkins, you know he he comes in and he, you know, he kind of continued the tradition at Boise State, and he comes in probably his the only thing that people probably remember Dan Hawkins for at Colorado was his rant where he's like, "It's the Big Twelve, it's Division One football. I mean, they were awful." And he he, got sent, he gets sent packing. Um, I can't even tell you who the other – I think they hired the, a coach from San Jose State. Um, now, the Michigan State coach, uh, Mike McIntyre, I think his name is – no. he's Mike McIntyre was the one from San Jose, San Jose State. Mel Tucker, he's the one at Michigan State. He had a success, but he was there one year, and then, you know, Michigan State comes calling – um, and so they've not they've they've made some bad hires and if you look the I understand why they left in 2010 I understand why all these teams left they wanted to get away from Texas I, I totally get it but it wasn't a good fit to be in the pac 12 uh, and I think that's kind of been buried out proven they hired Dion Sanders and and there's a lot of excitement in the program. Dion has has some skins on the wall. I mean, he was very successful at Jackson State. And yes, I know that's a lower division level than FBS, but he was very successful there. I think recruiting-wise, you're gonna you're gonna attract recruits when you're Dion, when your coach is Dion Sanders. Now, the X's and O's part, I mean, he did really well at Jackson State, so I think he'll be fine. At Colorado now, how good are they going to be this year? I don't know. Um, that's going to be something to to really watch. They they open up against TCU in Fort Worth. Uh, that'll be an, a real interesting game. I think TCU probably beats them, but you know, this is a good fit to bring back into the Big Twelve. And you 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 get uh, an apart another partner out west for BYU. You bring back a traditional, old traditional Big 12 foe that, that you know, really fits into your conference, and you destabilize the Pac-12, basically, because now they've lost USC, UCLA, and now they've lost Colorado, so they're down to nine teams, and let's talk about kind of what's next, because you're at 13. You're going to be at 13 next year, so right now you're 14. Texas you are leaving. Colorado's coming in. You're at 13. You're going to have to get to at least 14 for scheduling purposes. The question then becomes a couple, two questions. Number one, are you just going to go to 14 or, or you, are you going to go to 16 like the SEC, like the Big Ten? There's a pathway to get to 16 very easily because there, there are a bunch of teams that I believe won in the Big 12 now. A bunch, bunch of them that are in the Pac-12 that were kind of on the fence, Colorado just gave them the out that they needed. And then you've got the Yukon question that we'll talk about in a minute. So let's talk as far as who could potentially be coming to the Big 12. We've talked about it a bunch um, on this podcast. I think Arizona is probably your next um, departure I think they've wanted to come to the Big 12, but they didn't want to be the first team to leave. Now Colorado's giving them cover so they can leave. Arizona's a great fit for the Big 12. Yes, I know, you know, people are going to say, "Well, their football is not that good." Well, they've they've had success in the past, number 1, number 2. One of the things that Brett Yormark is aiming for and this is going to tie into when we talk about UConn, is Brett Yormark eventually is aiming for Spinning off the basketball television contract from football and getting more money. And when you bring in another attractive brand in basketball, and that's what Arizona is, that's going to help you kind of fulfill that that goal of having that spin off television contract with basketball. Um, you know, so, and, and, and I think Arizona, again, regionally, that's a good fit. You know, you've got to get you out west. It gets you to the Pacific time zone because um, Arizona, half the years of Pacific time. Um, but, and, and I think that'd be, a, I mean, I think there'd be a great rival for Tech. I think that would be a really good fit. So I, I do think Arizona probably comes. I, I would probably put Arizona at 90, 95%. They're going to come. And so that gets you to 14. Now this is when it gets interesting to kind of watch and see what happens. Now, last summer, when USC-UCLA bolted, the conventional wisdom in the Big 12 circles was, oh, we're going to take the four-corner schools. That makes the most sense. So four-corner schools would be Colorado. You already got them. Arizona, you look like you're probably going to get them. They're probably in the next domino. Arizona State and Utah. Now, let's talk Arizona State and Utah because – They've really, I think, dug themselves into a hole where they're probably not coming. Utah, Utah, when all this <coughs> excuse me, when I don't have a cough button. I'm not that advanced yet. You gotta you gotta get more listeners. <laughs> anyway, um Utah has just completely, I think, disqualified themselves from the Big Twelve. You know, when all this started to leak out last summer about the Big Twelve was interested in Utah and I mean, Utah fans. Number one, I mean, they they flew off the handle. The, apparently, they don't want to be in the same conference as BYU. They also kind of had this attitude of the Big Twelve is beneath them, and, and there's even I think some delusional Utah fans that think the Big Ten's going to come calling for Utah. And it, it it it's amazing to me. You know, Utah they've gone to two Rose Bowls in their history, I haven't won either of them. But now they want to be compared, they want to be on par with you know Michigan and Ohio State and USC. <laughs> that blows my mind. So as far as I'm concerned, Utah, you can rot in the PAC-12 when it morphs into the WAC or Mountain West, whatever that conference turns into, when you can't even get on the CW as a, as a, tel- as a television partner. So good luck with all that. Arizona State's another interesting one. Arizona State, very attractive in a lot of ways. Media market, I mean, Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the United States. Massive media market there. Arizona State, brand-wise for football, it's a better brand than Arizona. Um, and it seems like Arizona State fans are... Aren't as delus the ones I've seen on Twitter aren't as delusional about coming to the Big 12, but the problem seems to be their leadership. A couple things with their leadership. Number one, their leadership is conti- in this last year has continually, continually, continually reiterated that they want to make it work in the Pac-12. They want to they want to stay where they're at. And one of the reasons behind that is. Is academics Arizona uh, State has this AAU designation, um, just like Stanford, just like Cal, and so you you don't, you almost get the impression that the Arizona State leadership seems to think that if they hang out with Stanford and Cal, then they're going to be considered like Stanford and Cal. And I'm not running down Arizona State as a university. It's, I mean, it's a good school. It actually started as a teachers' uh, college. Kind of interesting fact about them. So, I mean, academics—that's—it's that, a good school to go to. I'm, I'm, I'm not running it down. But here, here's the deal: we're in 2023 now, and the academic standing of a university and the what conference it it's in are two completely separate entities. And just because you're a strong academic institution. That doesn't mean you're gonna get in a good conference. That's just that they're separated. I mean, college football, for all intents and purposes, is the NFL. It's a lower level NFL. And they're not going to they're not going to take a look and regard a university, oh, well, they've got really good academics. Let's invite them to the SEC or Big Ten. You know, that's just that's just not that's not reality. And so I think Arizona State's leadership has really shot themselves in the foot, and I think the Big 12's kind of moved on from Arizona State. I think that that what the Big 12 has realized is you don't need both Arizona schools, and Arizona's the more attractive school. Now, having said that, if Arizona State comes, I'd be happy. I think – you know, like I said, I, their fans haven't been delusional like Utah. I think that they would be a fun fit, everything. But I, I just, I don't, I don't think they want to come to the Big Twelve. And I think they've been leapfrogged by some other schools. And here's the other schools, and here's where it gets a little interesting. That um, kind of bear watching because Oregon apparently is is scrambling now. And they seem to they seem to want to play ball with the big 12 now, when it seemed like you know going back to last summer, the expectation from Oregon and Washington, they're the other two schools we're going talk about, was it's just a matter of time and the big 10's going to come get us. And so they weren't really necessarily willing to play ball with the big 12 a year ago. But I think a couple things. Number one, I think Oregon is realizing the Big Ten doesn't plan on expanding anytime soon. And can you really afford to hang out in a sinking ship of a conference that are they ever going to get a television deal? (laughs) I mean, we don't know. Where, contrastly, you've got Brett Yormark at the Big 12 saying, hey, you know, you can come in here, you get 37000000 million, you've got a stable television deal, you're going to be in a Power 5 conference, uh, th- that would be, I think, very appealing, and, you know, I talked about it last summer when all this, you know, blew up with USC, UCLA, Oregon is a very attractive brand because of Nike, <clears throat> and Oregon, yeah, location-wise would be kind of weird, but at the same time, Oregon is a really solid brand that you would be able to get yourself uh in, in you know at, at be in the conference. I mean Oregon Oregon's gone to the college football playoff. Oregon played for the national championship. You know, it, it it's 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 been you know really in the in the college football playoff era, it's been the better best program in the Pac-12. Not USC. USC's fallen on hard times and we'll see if Lincoln Riley can kind of build it back up, but um you know, Oregon, I think Oregon would be a great brand to bring in. Um, And, you know, I, I kind of had an attitude of, well, I don't know if I necessarily want a team coming in that's always going to be looking for a way out. Here's the deal. That whatever this con- conflagra- this configuration that ends up coming into the Big 12, it is as good, it's. It's gonna last as long as the T V deal. And you just you just don't know I mean, if you had asked me five years ago, you know, Texas and, and Oklahoma are gonna leave for the SEC, you know, one day, I, I I would have had a hard time believing that. Um you know, and I would, I certainly would have had a hard time believing that USC, UCLA were gonna to go to the Big Ten. It just that wasn't on anybody's radar. So who you know, you can't really plan around Well, they might leave someday anyway. Texas Tech might leave someday. I mean, if, you know, we don't know. What if five years from now, you know, Joey Maguire's built this thing up and the SEC comes calling? You know, that I'm not saying that's going to happen, but, you know, something could be good. We don't know. So I I, I do think it makes a lot of sense to bring in Oregon. I, I think they would be a really good addition. I think if you bring in Oregon, you're probably going to have – you'll probably end up bringing Washington in potentially. I'm not as gung-ho about Washington as um, I would be with Oregon and Arizona. So I think if you bring in Oregon, you're probably going to 16 teams because I I just think it's – I think right now it's just a slam dunk Arizona's coming. So if you end up with Arizona coming and then Oregon following suit – then you're you're gonna have to get to that 16th team at that point. Washington, I think, certainly would make sense. I mean, you do get the Seattle market for whatever that's worth, um, and you know, Washington is a pretty decent brand. I mean, they've they've been in the playoff too. You know, in recent years, so they I think the in fact I think they were the last college football uh, playoff team for the Pac-12. So, I mean, that's it's a pretty good brand. Um, you know, I think those are the Pac-12 schools you're targeting. You know, Cal, Stanford, I don't see them coming at all. <clears throat> I mean, Cal, how much longer are they going to play Division I football or football as a whole? You know, I just don't think Stanford cares. So, And I don't want either of them anyway. You know, I feel bad for Oregon State and Washington State. I, I like those programs. Um, but I just I don't think they move the needle for the television network, so I don't think you're going to get them. Now – The wild card here is UConn because from all reports, Brett Yormark really, really wants UConn in the Big 12, but there's resistance among Big 12 leadership to bringing in UConn for all sports. They're fine with bringing in UConn for basketball, which makes – I mean, if you're wanting to spin off the basketball media contract – having a conference where you have Kansas, Arizona, UConn in it, it makes a heck of a lot of sense to bring them in. And we're not even talking about Gonzaga, which that's another target for basketball. Um, The problem is both, I think, Brett Yormark, but specifically UConn, UConn wants to be a full member, which means football would be a part of the deal. And UConn football, I mean, UConn's independent right now, they did go to a bowl last year. You know, Jim Mora Jr. got hired, um, and, I mean, they had a decent year last year. I think they went, like, 6-7 and seven or 7-6, seven and six. but they're not world beaters, and I don't think they necessarily are going to enhance your brand in football if you bring them in. Um, so they would be my last resort to go to 16 I think I think you're better going west and getting and gobbling up the Pac-12 teams. I don't think it's the end of the world though if you get UConn, because <laughs> even I mean even if they're awful in football, I mean yeah you got your Vanderbilt now at the Big Twelve basically. You know you've got your Northwestern for you know in the Big Twelve basically, or your Rutgers. Um, but I think I think the better options is to go west. Uh, I think that's what that's how everything's going to shake out for the next few years. Now, a lot of people talking about, well, let's go pluck some ACC teams. I don't think you can do that right now. Their their contract's pretty solid, and that is going to happen probably within probably five to, five to eight years. I think you will see some destabilization of the ACC. And then there will be some teams that you can grab. And we've talked about them on here. And I'm sure we'll talk about them again when we get to that point. But I, I think bottom line, you've got a really good chance to get yourself to 16 teams. And you're stable. You're you're going to be – you're not going to be the Big Ten SEC. But you're going to be that solid number three line. And, and you're more stable at this point, certainly than the Pac-12. That I mean, they're dead. But – you can make the argument you're a more stable conference than the ACC and you have a better media deal than the ACC um because you you know the ACC has that huge albatross of a deal through 2036 which i mean that's killing them that's killing florida state and clemson um and that's why they're 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 wanting out of that deal or they're wanting to have uneven revenue sharing which the Big 12 did that for Texas and Oklahoma and that didn't keep them here. So that's that's when they, when they start going down that road they're just delaying the inevitable. But we're not there yet. We we will get there, but I think the I think the point I'm trying to make here is you're in a really good stable conference probably for the first time in, in forever since the Big 12 was formed. You know, it's but I mean certainly since the twenty you know twenty ten when all these departures happened, and it's amazing to think about. I mean, I thought the Big Twelve was dead in twenty ten. That's everything was trending that way, um, and we were all gonna go to the Pac twelve, Pac sixteen, baby. Uh, <laughs> twenty eleven, same deal. When a And M and Missouri leave, and then certainly twenty twenty one, that's what it seemed like. The the Big Twelve was dead. Everybody's going Pac twelve. Pac-12 had three opportunities to expand and bring in Big 12 teams. And all three times, they backed off. You know, you go back to 2010. Yeah, I know Texas basically said, we're staying in the Big 12. But I think Tech, at that point, Tech and Oklahoma State, I think they would have gone west if given the opportunity there. You know, 2011, same deal Um, when – a and Missouri depart, and you're down to eight teams in the Big 12, there was a question of whether or not you could expand Then, where, where are we going to go our separate ways? And then certainly, I mean, I thought 2021, and I, in fact I remember talking about it on this podcast, that the best option was to go west, let's be in the Pac-16. Well, you know, number one, you know, we didn't we didn't fully realize USC and UCLA were going to bolt, but... I, it, I don't know, it'll be interesting, I don't know if we'll ever know the truth, but what was, I believe, and here's what I I do believe, is I think that USC was already working the deal with the Big Ten back in 2021, and that's why they were against any sort of expansion, but, I mean, the amazing thing was was all the Pac-12 schools were against expansion, when they could bring in, you know, they would have. brought – I mean, Tech and Oklahoma State for sure would have gone, and then you get into who would have been the other two teams. Was it a TCU Baylor? Kansas State was bantied about. Houston at that point was bantied about. But you know, the Pac-12 had an opportunity multiple times to eliminate the Big 12, and there. I mean, it was it was arrogance. They did they did not want the lowly Texas Tech, the lowly Oklahoma State to solely the reputation of this Pac-12. And now you're scrambling and you're hoping you can get San Diego State or SMU to come to your conference. I mean, it's just it's it's amazing. And here's the deal San Diego State, they got problems. I mean they got I mean their exit fees I mean exorbitant and I, you know th- that's an issue, but I mean, if I'm SMU, it, it is is going to the Pac twelve, the Pac twelve, this new Pac twelve that's existing, is it? Is that really a better conference than what I have in the AAC? I mean, I I think you might make more television money in the AAC. So I I don't know what's going to happen with the Pac twelve, but it it's going to be interesting to watch but it's just it's just amazing to me the big 12 has been at death's door multiple times in this 13 year span and credit especially this last one 2021 credit the big 12 leaders of the the hateful 8 leaders the ones that that Texas and OU left behind you know Kirby Hocutt Dr. Skuvenek, the president of tech i mean those those guys made a commitment to keep the eight together. And then they were very strategic as far as who they brought in. And, and they really I, I think they brought in the best four teams you could bring in. You know, you, uh, BYU is a national brand. Houston, Houston has been a national brand and they've had success. Cincinnati's been to the playoff. UCF's got a national championship. <laughs> You know, I know everybody makes fun of UCF over that, but you know what? I mean, A&M and Oklahoma State's made up national championships too. So, I mean, that, that's college football. But, you know, you're bringing in those four brands. You're now bringing in a Colorado, and you're going to bring in, I think, at the very least, one more team, if not three more teams. So you're in a really good position in the Big 12 um, moving forward. um. Scheduling will be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. Certainly, um, if you just go with fourteen, you can have a very similar scheduling like you've done this year, and, and it can carry over into basketball. Where you know, like with with uh, Tech, you've got you've got your home and home opponents. Now, obviously, you're going to have to have a, a, a add a new home and home opponent because you lose Texas after this year, but you could slide into Houston. You could slide it in Arizona. That those those would make sense. Um, baseball, I'm still intrigued to see how they do baseball. You know, obviously Colorado doesn't have a team, but if you're bringing it in Arizona, Arizona's got a team, a, a team that's been successful in the past. Um, I I would like to see a baseball personally, even if you go to 16 teams. I would love to see them all play each other. I know that's like 15 series to play actually be 14 my math stinks <laughs> cuz you you know Colorado don't have wait no yeah well, no, it would be 14 series cuz Colorado Iowa Iowa state don't have teams but I think your RPI would be better served of of having everybody play everybody in the Big 12 in baseball so that'll that'll be some interesting stuff to keep an eye on but you know it it's going to be interesting to watch I think I think there's a very strong chance by the next time I talk to you Arizona is going to be in the Big 12. They're going to have announced that they're coming to the Big 12. So we'll see what happens. But I hope everybody has a good rest of their weekend. I do plan on doing uh, some sort of midweek madness episode this week. Like I said, it will probably – it's definitely going to be SummerSlam prediction show, but we may cover – Kind of the world of wrestling because there's also some you know AEW's big show at Wembley Stadiums coming up so that'll we'll talk about that a little bit as well but um and then this will be the last midweek madness of the summer and then school starts for me and the next midweek madness will be Thanksgiving week so um just be ready for that continue to listen uh Chris Carpenter show continue to tell your friends about it let's continue to drive that audience number up. If you've not followed me on the official Twitter of The Chris Carpenter Show at The C Carp Show, make sure you're following me. And I will see you this Wednesday for Midweek Madness SummerSlam State of Wrestling Edition on The Chris Carpenter Show.